morning. I'm still eating cereal. I'm so sorry, Faith FM. Yikes. That's because it's a breakfast show, mm-hmm. and it's delicious. Hey, well, let me, I'm going to let you just chew on that food away from the mic for a little bit. Oh, no, stop, please. Please, you'll make me throw up. Uh, you'll make our listeners throw up. But we are going to have some more questions for the quiz. Well, the final, not the final, the, the penultimate, the penultimate question for the quiz, the second last Pethuel was father was the father of which Old Testament author? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Let me let me ask you that one again. Pethuel was the father of which Old Testament author? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. It's the number to call or text. It's the number that you want to get on if you are gunning for this prize, which for this week is Advent. Both for kids and for adults. We have two books here. We're going to give them to you absolutely for free. They are monthly devotional books throughout the month of December to celebrate the Advent, the first coming of Jesus Christ when he came, when he came as a baby. And so if you want to read through those, 0491-064-669. Pethuel was the father of which Old Testament author? Hey, we got some text messages and you're in trouble. Really? Big time. Why? Braden texts, what would Lyle think of you promoting fungi, Lawson? Not funny, but he does say, ha-ha. I know my answer <laughs> to why mushrooms are good to eat, even even though they won't be in heaven. Mm-hmm. God provided them for our health benefits and our fallen state. Hold on a second. Correct. Hold on a second. Is this is some theory you guys have, right? That no fungi in heaven? Well, I think I think that there was probably no fungi in the Garden of Eden. Because it's only the like the Bible's pretty clear that we eat from the fruit trees in heaven, but they'll probably be like probably be similar to what we see in the Garden of Eden, where we have seeds and herbs and fruit. But we wouldn't have nuts, mushrooms. Yeah, well, we didn't have vegetables in the Garden of Eden. We didn't have potatoes. There's no potatoes. I love potatoes. I know, right? Hopefully, there's like a potato tree that we can, (laughs) you know, we can pull potatoes off. Only grow on death. Yeah, that's right. But what if but what if they grew not on death? Yeah, do you see what I did there? Do you see what I did right there? Yeah. I, I flipped you it around. Flip that script. How do you handle that? I don't know. I you know I'm with you, Blake. I would I would love it. But you know what what can we do? They're so cute. Little cute. mushrooms are cute. I don't know. My God, they, I, they have all these different colors. Usually, those are the ones that will kill you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you want to stay away. <laughs> more colorful, more uh, awkward. Don't eat them. Okay, let's read another text here from Preco. It's called Head Clear at the Chemist. Only one that works quickly for me. Oh, is this for me? This is personal advice. Yeah, yeah, that's Head right. Clear. Hay fever guy. Hay fever guy. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Freco. That's some. That's some love right there. I, I love that. Okay, here we got another text coming in. I will preface this with a trigger warning. So that's not me saying that. That's the text. Wow, this text so is really looking out for I'm, us. I'm getting a little wild, getting a little worried here. Uh-huh. Okay. Hitler murdered more than 275,000 people under the illusion of mercy. How many babies has our society murdered under the illusion of mercy? Now, as a man, I don't presume to understand what a woman goes through during pregnancy or the situations that can lead to them choosing to abort or the effects it has on them Mm -hmm. afterwards. But I honestly believe we should move away from abortion being a safe and suitable option. Are there times when it could be used? Sure. 
But the biggest thing from all of this is we should be supporting women through pregnancy and after. Yes. And if they do choose to have an abortion, we should be supporting them after as well. It is definitely society's fault that has led to this issue, sex before marriage, prevalence of divorce. We need to do better. Absolutely. Yeah, I I totally agree with the sentiment. I think something that we've shared here on the breakfast show before, or at least if I can put my pants, my personal stance on the ground, it is that um, abortion is healthcare and not a contraceptive, ultimately, right? Like, there can totally be situations in which it's either the life of the baby or the life of the mother is going to be lost or it's a stillbirth or whatever it may be. And, and that kind of thing needs to happen. And at that point, it's healthcare. But to make abortion a contraceptive being that oh, you've gotten pregnant and you want to stop being pregnant, stop having a baby. Yeah, like that's where we say, you know, preventative action is, is the way to go because at that point you you do have the life of an unborn child on your hands. Mm. Mm. But then that being said, again, I love then the sentiment later coming after that, which is that, you know, uh, the thing that solves this problem is support and we should, you know, we don't completely understand, so we should just be there to support and to, to help in this time. Um, and and that would solve the, the the problem of abortion altogether, 100%. We have another text coming in. Uh, David says, Why should a woman who has been raped have to raise a child that belongs to a grub, or in some cases, grubs? So that's a good point, David. Mm. Uh, it's a difficult situation for sure. I, I, I can't even imagine what that would have to feel like to be put in that yeah. situation. Uh, we got another text here. It says deaths in Qatar building sites over six thousand? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Really? That's a huge number. Has anyone been found guilty? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? What's a human life worth? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? The life of Jesus. It actually cannot be measured. It's like measuring the love of God. Absolutely great text. Uh, we thank you for uh, sending that in as well too. Yeah, we talked about that in the interview about. In the World Cup, 6,000 people have died in preparation for the working conditions have been so bad in preparation for the World Cup. And so many people are saying we should boycott the World Cup because it's not valuing that human life. That is so insane. 6,000 is a lot. Yeah, that That's is not a so little crazy. bit. Particularly in Qatar, which is an incredibly wealthy country. Absolutely. And wholly and solely has the ability to support workers. It's because it's been so hot. Yeah, the the heat and the conditions of work are so bad, and there's been such a drive and such a push to get it done in yeah. time. It well, there was just huge questions about the World Cup happening in Qatar when it was first announced because of that very thing. It's like, isn't it going to be way too hot to play soccer? And then they've like built these stadiums that are like aircon and stuff. But well, it seems like it's not solving the problem because people are just they should they should have done all the working at nighttime. <laughs> Lawson here with general contractor. Advice. No, really, really. I agree with so, you. so in Qatar, they have they they had a Formula One Grand Prix and they have a MotoGP race there every year, and they did it one year at daytime, and it was like forty three degrees during the race, like sweltering, and literally people were collapsing. And so then after they just ran it at nighttime and solved the problem. That was the, that was the, 
the answer. The solution was the solution. Just, now I could understand the difficulties that come with that on a building site, you know, lack of visibility and, and whatnot. But, but I, th- I really Overrated. think, I really think it's something that probably the, the FIFA, FIFA should have considered before building a, you know, putting well, maybe, that pressure on. Well, but, but we have to also consider what if they have been working 24 seven? You know, that, that's another thing as well. They might be working at night, yeah, but in, just to get it done, pushing yeah, forward. In a place like Qatar, which is not necessarily... It's, it's pretty developed and very wealthy, yet they've just pushed these guys to die. That's to heavy. That's terrible. Yeah. We got another uh, text here. Uh, it is, I'm surprised that you are not discussing COP27. It's all about Sunday laws connected to climate change as a way to reduce pollution worldwide one day a week, Sunday laws are around the corner, and none of us are really ready. We'll Maybe talk about it tomorrow. you did, and I wasn't listening. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. You ready for that? Yeah. I was reading, I was researching, I was reading about it this morning, and I'm like, I want to talk about it I actually saw tomorrow. something as well, too, about yeah. it as well. So, uh, you know what? Excellent suggestion. Mm-hmm. Let's get into that tomorrow, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, those are the texts that we have for today. Can you please send some emojis for me? Because I didn't, I'm not seeing enough emojis here. The only emoji I've seen today is the double love heart, um, uh-huh. which was a text uh, from Raphael, the love of God. So I just need some emojis about how you're feeling this morning, what you're doing today, and what your plan for the day is as well, too. If you're on Faith FM and you're listening right now, send us some emojis. I need some emoji help right here. Oh, actually. There is a little headphone emoji as well here, too. Maybe you did, and I wasn't listening. That's what he said. But I need more emojis because I need that emotional push in my life mm. to just really get me going for the day here on Faith FM. Do you need more emojis in your life? Yeah, I would like some emoticons if you could send them, please. <laughs> Welcome to 2009. Send me emoticons. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. I'm surprised you even know emoticons. I know that word. <laughs> I I, I kind of, I have older sisters, and so I was jumping on trends as they were fading out. Like, for example, here in Australia, in the mid, early to mid 2000s, there was this thing called MSN Messenger. Like instant oh, messenger and all the you know emoticons and whatnot and and uh, yeah I had an account that I used like twice when I was like ten and then by that time I was like already Facebook was a thing right but, and now that's not really a thing yeah well it is but not it is as much. yeah um, you know I I use Facebook wholly and solely to buy things and oh, sell things Facebook marketplace dude it's like the greatest thing ever just wait till the metaverse you can buy stuff on there oh. <laughs> <laughs> in VR. By the way, I will right now, if anyone wants, I will sell you virtual real estate mm-hmm. that I cre- I'm creating okay. in my own little creative thing. And I can draw a little piece of paper. Uh-huh. And it's 2D. It's so, 2D. 2D. Virtual real estate. Virtual real estate. And I will sell it right now. Uh, Self promotion is not allowed on the breakfast show, Blake. Sorry. That is a violation of our policy, our terms of service. And, uh, you know, I'm going to continue on with the Bible study while Blake is being arrested. Uh, <laughs> but we've come to the time. Well, yesterday we talked about 
Jesus well, is victory over death. I was going to say, what a great time to study the word when one person's getting arrested. That's, <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, I think it shows that we, we need it. But we come to, we come to Sunday here. We, you know, we follow our 20 million movement Bible study. It's split up into different days. We're usually running a couple days behind. We're doing the Sunday lesson. And the Sunday lesson is talking about what happened on that fateful Sunday where the tomb was open. Yeah. Well, it was sealed. Well, we're talking about it being sealed first here. But then, but then, then, then it opens. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's read, let's go check out before, we need a little backstory here. Can you mm-hmm. read uh, Luke 22, verse 3? Uh-huh. And just give us a little understanding of what is taking place. While you're turning there, I do have one more text message. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Braden says, I hear the rape argument and have this to say. We need to move away from thinking that it is the rapist's child and also think of it as the victim's child. Mm. Uh, and then he goes on to say, yes, they didn't choose to have sex with that person, but it has resulted in a life that is part of them in, and we should support them with whichever way they choose to go. And another one here, I don't know how to read this word. This just came in. Hathaway? Hathaway. Hathaway, got it, Hathaway, got it. Hathaway, mercy killing or selfishness? Is anyone thinking Oof. of the baby or uh, his or her possibilities in their lives? Like you said, $80 million, she could easily afford the child. It takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. While I appreciate there are many rapes, the great majority uh, is a result of a night out of two consenting adults who maybe had just too much to drink. If both took responsibility and precautions, the number of abortions would be greatly reduced. Yeah, God loves you, but we must do what is right as well, too. Yeah. Listen, I'm maybe I'm not the first person to say this, but I'll stake my claim in the ground right now that I'm I'm claim, I'm I'm someone who is saying this. If you want to solve the problem of abortion, all right, like and 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 you know I I know that people get angry at this argument, but it's just true. If you want to solve the problem of abortion, <laughs> just don't have sex. Okay. You know, Wise I actually, words. you know, I love what Lyle says about this. I, lo- I absolutely love what Lyle says. He's like, if you are, if you're a woman. I'm so sorry. Loss, I have to interrupt you. Oh, what's up? Elliot says Loss and Walters, it's a cutie. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. Fair. Emoji, winky face, smiley face with sunglasses as well, too. Th- there you go. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Elliot. And then, and then, but I will say that while I'm getting arrested. Uh-huh. Sky has texted us and said, Blake, where can I sign up, please? Your real estate sounds legit. <laughs> Sky, I will hook you up with some, some hand-drawn 2D, 2D virtual real estate. Real estate. We'll, we'll ship it down there to Canberra, and you can start building right but, away. But listen, like, you know, there's some, uh, there's some you know, uh, negative gearing going on and some, he- <laughs> some heavy rising of the prices. So, yeah. you know, we're just going to have to work out the loan with the banks. Right. But I was just going to say, I love what Lyle says on this topic. He says, if you are a woman, and, and again, this is excluding the circumstance of, of rape and unwanted, you know, sexual intercourse and that kind of thing. And statistically, I think that makes up less than like 2% of the... Less than that. It's even less it's than le- that. It's less than that. Um, but that being said, if you're a woman, and, you know, like, obviously, as Christians, we advocate waiting till marriage mm-hmm. f- f- to have sex. But before that point, if, if you are uh, wanting to engage in that, which, again, we don't recommend, <laughs> uh, and, and the Bible definitely doesn't recommend, okay. but get them to sign a written contract... Wow. Well, they they already have that. They have that on the blockchain. 
I'm not even kidding you. That's a real thing. What right? do you mean? So they have like literally like a cryptocurrency or blockchain technology uh-huh. that is peer reviewed and basically you consent to relationship with people. Okay. It's a real thing. It's yeah. happening right well, now. Well, we also like in an extended sense, we call that like marriage, you know, is when you sign that agreement. Uh, Turns out they've had this for a while. For a long time. <laughs> but hey, like, you know, some contractual agreement before, before you know, and, and it would be better if that contractual agreement also included monogamy and that's what marriage is. But uh, yeah, then you definitely, definitely, definitely will solve the problems because you've you've legally sucked them in to having to support the child, which is something that they absolutely should do. Okay. We got Anyways. We two more emojis that I got to read here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Things are, they're coming in faster. Janelle, is, she's under, she's got a sun emoji. Uh-huh. It looks like she's walking uh-huh. and then she's behind a laptop as well too. So it looks like she is walking to work. Under the sun, maybe? Either walking while working or walking to work. Or oh. walking before work. Okay. All of those could be possibilities. Mm-hmm. Sky sends us... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, prayer hands for engagement ring, blonde mustached man. So, I'm not sure... I think I'm connecting some dots here. I'm right not now. sure what's going on. I'm here, Sky. connecting the dots. Let's we we need to pray, pray for Sky's future endeavors in the relational area. Okay, in the uh, marital area. If you know any blonde mustached men, um, Sky's in Canberra. Sky's in Canberra. <laughs> or maybe she's already. She maybe could be praying for the guy that she is engaged to. Oh, we they, need clarity. Oh, I don't think I don't think she. No, I think I think it's she's she, praying for the yeah. mustache man to ride in Amen, on a wild sister. stallion. Who better can you go to? I missed a story. I was going to talk about a story this morning where you know the everyone is like unsubscribing from like YouTube and Netflix and all those different things, but everyone is keeping still paying for what has risen during the time this time of you know inflation and market struggle and whatever it may be, is subscriptions to dating services. Because people are out here looking for love. But who better... <laughs> we out you, here. <laughs> but who better to go to than God? And the Lord. Amen. The best dating app owner? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the creator. Yeah, you know, he the, is the creator. That's right. Of all things. But hey... Praying to him for a future spouse is the absolute best way to go mm-hmm. forward it's better than any subscription service that you can amen. ever pay for amen all right back to the bible study <laughs> the bible that was study. a tangent Sorry. a bit of a tangent there uh-huh. uh let's go to luke 22 verse 3 i'm here then satan entered into judas iscariot who was one of the 12 disciples and he went to the leading priests and the captains of the temple guard to discuss the best way to betray jesus <sighs> to them this Yikes. is awful and so basically so judas is in here uh basically betraying the Lord, betraying Jesus. And mm. then after Jesus arrested, all the disciples forsake him and then mm. flee. Then Peter denies he him denies. three times. Yep. And he's like the guy who, you know, loves Jesus so vocally, but obviously clearly falls in that in that moment. And then now we have, we're in this place, Matthew 27, verse 57. Can you read that for us? Matthew 27 and verse 57, where the Bible says, now when the evening had come, there was a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. 
And then it continues on. It says, this man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, then commanded uh, that the body be placed in his tomb. Right. And so we see Jesus lying in a tomb that's hewn out of a rock, mm. uh, and it's closed with a large sealed stone. So it's a large and sealed stone protected by Roman guards. And we go through that story a little bit more in depth uh, as we go from 56, 57 to 66. But essentially what you need to know is that there's a whole crew of Roman guards protecting a tomb mm. with one person who has passed away in it. Mm-hmm. And a big reason for why this has happened. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. Wow. <laughs> What an entrance. What an intro. Are you ready for the quiz? Um, the final question. The final quiz question. Your last opportunity today. One man. To secure. One question. In a world. <laughs> In a world of <laughs> questions. Only one left right now. Okay, go. According to the Apostle Paul, how should you speak to an elder man? Okay. According to the Apostle Paul, how should you speak to an elder man? A, harshly, B, (laughs) politely, C, with rebuke, or D, like a father. 0491-064669 is the number to call or text. I think you should really reflect, you know, it's like when I'm in my church scenario or in my friend circle, whatever it may be, how should I speak to an elder man? A, harshly, B, politely, C, with rebuke, or D, like a father. What did the Apostle Paul say? I I have mixed emotions on this. I've got mixed feelings about this. Why? I don't know. I'm just like listening to it going, mm, it could be a couple of those actually. Yeah, one thing about me is I'm I'm mixed too on this on this particular on this because you've got one side like A and C harshly or with rebuke and then B and D is like politely or like a father. It's like, you know, what do you do? How do you speak to elderly people? 0491 064 or elder men 0491 is the number to men call or text. Are people too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Good to We're, know. <laughs> good to know. Uh, we are continuing our Bible study. Then we have just been left in the tomb mm-hmm. and there's been Roman guards all around. Mm-hmm. And then we have a little quote here that I just want to read. Uh, sure. This idea that while all this is happening, uh, demonic powers are happening all around. And if he could, he, being Satan, would have held Christ locked in the tomb mm. as long as possible. Mm. But you know what's really good? Satan doesn't have the keys to life and death. Amen. doesn't have the keys to death and Hades. It's actually Jesus who does. Mm-hmm. Jesus has the power over death, mm. and he is the resurrection and the life. And so as much as Satan kicks and fusses and makes a whole mess of things in this world, he doesn't have the final say on who stays in the grave. Amen. Mm. Ooh, mm. That was like a little rap on accident there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. Uh, so we go back to this whole concept of he's in, the, he's in there uh, in the tomb, and now we're going to get to the resurrection. Just before we get there, something oh, I that can't, I, I can't wait. Okay, but but yeah, go ahead. Something that I want to mention about uh, that the mess- that the lesson mentions is that the 
chief priests, the reason they put the soldiers there oh, yeah. is because they remember that, hey, this this Jesus guy, like, said that he would, like, resurrect after three Destroy days. Destroy this temple. Yeah, you know, and do all these things. So just to make sure that that doesn't happen, you know, let's put a bunch of guards there. Interestingly... Uh, we might have we we definitely talked about the disciples' opinion on Jesus' death and resurrection last week. But interestingly, I think that the chief priests here remembered the words of Christ better than the disciples did, because they all fled and forsook and went back to fishing and didn't expect him to rise again. But the chief priests, listening to what Jesus said, they're like, "Hey, let's station guards outside of the the tomb to make sure he doesn't get out, like he said he would." We got this old saying, and it probably is a reference to gambling, so I apologize if Mm -hmm. it is, but you got to put your money where your mouth is, right? Mm -hmm. And they see Jesus raising people from the dead. They Mm -hmm. saw Lazarus raised from the dead. They saw Talitha raised from the dead, the the son of the widow of uh, Nun, I think it was called. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they have seen resurrection after resurrection after resurrection, they're scared. They're shaking in their boots. They got the little thing where the knees are shaking back and forth. They're just like jittering in their elbows. Mm. Like they know, okay, something's weird here. Something is is different with this guy. And I think a big part of it is this fear, this anxiety that, hey, remember when he said he was going to be resurrected or he was going to come back in three days? We need to have these guards here. And they say so that his disciples don't come and pretend that he's come back to life. Mm. But what they actually are thinking is we're very scared that he will come back to life. Mm. And we're afraid of this mm. because it means disaster for their future mm. because they would lose all that respect and power and clout and everything that comes along with being the leaders of their nation. And because they've rejected the leader of the nation of God, the yeah. kingdom of heaven. One thing that I find particularly interesting about Jesus in the tomb as well, you read that quote before, if Satan could, he would have Jesus locked in there and have no ability to get out. And it's simply because that by the time that Jesus has died, when Jesus, is, when Jesus hangs on the cross and says, it is finished and dies, Satan has failed. And he knows. Yeah. He, because really... What Satan was trying to achieve through putting Jesus on the cross, like the question was like, oh, why did Jesus go to such lengths, you know, of being like Satan had a hand in that too. Satan was intentionally trying to afflict Jesus in the worst possible way for the purpose of getting Jesus to recant and relinquish his mission to stop pushing forward with his mission to save humanity. Jesus dies on the cross without sin. Right. And And Satan has failed. And Satan knows, well, all that's left is for Jesus to resurrect. The temptation that Satan was trying to push Jesus is to cease being human Mm. and begin being divine in that moment. Mm. And Jesus clung to his humanity, even unto death, Mm. so that we might experience eternity Mm. with him in his divine state once he is resurrected. Mm. And so, like, that is a very powerful reminder Mm. of how unselfish Jesus is and how the entire Christian faith is essentially based around self-denial. The more self-denied we can be as followers of Jesus, the more like Christ will be because he he literally went to the lengths of ultimate self-denial 
to the point where he allowed himself to no longer be alive or to no longer be living so that others could live. Yeah. So, I, I want to I wanna quickly maybe rephrase something that you said, just because it makes a little bit more sense to me. I, I love the point that you're making, and I agree. But I think instead of the word self-denial, I think the word, and you might say, oh, well, those words are the same. They're not. The self-denial, which I think insinuates this idea of rejecting self for the better of self. For example, it's like self-denial to not uh, eat junk food at nighttime so that you can be healthy and go on a nice run the next day or whatever it may be. I think where Jesus and what God is trying to, the foundation that we're talking about here of, of Jesus and God and his character and what he's trying to do is rather selfless. So yes, denying self, but for wholly and solely for the sake of others right? and not for the sake of himself. No, oh, I love that. Mm. Uh, there's a quote here from the book Desire of Ages, which is a, essentially a commentary on the life of Christ. And mm. I love this book. It actually says kind of what you're talking about, uh, but even to a further extent, uh, the book says, when Jesus was laid in the grave, Satan triumphed. He had He dared to hope that the Savior would not take up his life again. He claimed the Lord's body and set his guard about the tomb seeking to hold Christ a prisoner. He was bitterly angry when his angels fled at the approach of the heavenly messenger. When he saw Christ come forth in triumph, he knew that his kingdom would have an end and that he must finally die. Mm. And though Christ's humanity died, his divinity did not die. In his divinity, Christ possessed the power to break the bonds of death. It's through this resurrection that... Satan ultimately recognizes, because even when he was dead, he was like thinking, I, I hope he doesn't come back. You know, mm. like, maybe I have one here. Ha ha. Yeah. But then all it takes is one heavenly messenger, one angel to come mm. down and all the demonic forces scatter like cockroaches when the mm. lights turn on. Mm. And Jesus rises again, conquering death and giving life to all who believe that he is the son of God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Look up, for your redemption draws near. Hi, this is Sharissa and Danny, your hosts for Looking Up. Join us every Wednesday between 3.30 and 5.30 for our live show. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds a future and life is worth the God sent His Son, they called Him Jesus, He came to love, heal and forgive, He lived and died, to
to Faith FM, and that was Caleb and Kelsey, Because He Lives, one of my favorite hymns, actually, and very appropriate for the Bible study that we were doing today. We are now getting into some answers. answers. Mm-hmm. I want to do the next part, but I know I'm not allowed to until we do the answers first. That's right. How many brothers did David have? He had seven in Romans 9. Paul said uh, that it is not physical descent. It is not of those who are physical descent who are children of God, but it's of those of the promise, of Ooh. which we all are okay. heirs to the promise. Fill in the blank. For God is in heaven and thou upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. Basically, Ecclesiastes 5.2 is saying, like, God's in heaven. You're on earth. Be quiet. Shut up. <laughs> like, like, be quiet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pethuel was the father of Joel. And finally, according to the Apostle Paul, how should we speak to an elder man? What do you think, Blake? Harshly, politely, with rebuke, or like a father? I'm going to say like a father. Yeah, and that's exactly what the Bible says in First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 1. But right now, it is time for... Question of the day. All right. The question of the day today is from Wayne. Wayne asks, after the second coming, what happens to the heavenly sanctuary? Does the universe become the most holy place and open plan sanctuary? Uh, no. Uh, the Bible is pretty clear. Woo! I know, a little bit harsh there. Bible's pretty clear here, Revelation 21. Uh, we're just going to jump straight into it. Uh, verse 22. Now, this is talking about John... Uh, is in vision is seeing the new Jerusalem coming down on the earth. By the way, this thing is like the size of New South Wales. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. And 
So a lot of people in America were like, man, it's bigger than Texas. Like, no, it's like New South Wales. It's way bigger than Texas. It makes mm. Texas look like a tiny little thing. That's so, right. Which Texas is crazy is to tiny. think. Yeah, tex- tiny old Texas up there in America. Mm. We're a lot bigger here down in New South Wales. Uh, so what we are looking at here is this giant New South Wales-sized city coming from uh, the heavens, and it rests upon the earth. Probably not in New South Wales. I don't know exactly where it's going to rest. Uh, but probably I think the world will look completely different by the time it uh, comes down to rest because there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And then in verse 22, it says that I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And I think that this is a very interesting thought process. There's no more need for a temple because sin, sinners, death, and Hades have all been done away with. And the only purpose for not the only purpose, but the main purpose for the sanctuary is to reconcile God and man, to remove, to make atonement, to remove sin, and to create a pathway for humanity to dwell with divinity for eternity, which is kind of what we've been talking about all day as well, too. So answer to that question, uh, no, it will not be an open plan sanctuary because God himself will be our sanctuary and uh, the lamb are the temple therein. So Jesus will be that only need for what the sanctuary is. I do want to go back to what you're saying about the quiz, though, that we should talk to the elderly like father, because I got mm. a text here from Margie. I hope I'm saying that name right, Margie. It could be Margie, but I think it's Margie. And no, it's she, Margie. Margie? Yeah. With a G. With a, with well, a G. With a G, yeah. Okay, right. Margie. Okay, Margie. Uh, that's cool. I like. It. I thought it could be that way. She texts, guys, we should be speaking to elder people and everyone respectfully. A long time ago, my son told me that young people nowadays are taught to hate old people. Lawson, is this true? I mean, no. Uh Uh-huh. You're a young person. You should know that. Which accounts for the disrespect we see. (laughs) Though I'm not saying there aren't some lovely young people who are respectful, especially in the workplaces and customer language, of course, if you get my meaning. So I agree with what Margie is saying. It's super important for us to respect the elderly. Elderly, elderly, and to show them kindness and love, and I love what the Bible says to talk to them like a father. You mm. know, uh, it is a very beautiful thing to have a relationship, a multi generational relationship with those who have gone before us, because they have wisdom and insight about things that you know we might know certain new technologies that are coming out, but we don't have the experiences that they have to give us an understanding of how to navigate the difficulties of life. So. If you have some elderly people in your life, take some time, go and talk to them. Let them know you love them. We've got some powerful text messages here as well, too. A quick one from Raphael says, Blake, the new heaven and earth will actually happen after the fire comes down from God and destroys unbelievers and Satan and the fallen angels. Prayer hands, hmm, emoji. Raphael, totally agree. I thought that I had actually communicated that because when the new heavens and the new earth happen, and when the new Jerusalem is coming down, it's coming down on a new earth that has been purified and essentially baptized in fire. And so, Raphael, totally agree with the chronology of what you're saying. We also got Braden saying here, heart emoji, sun emoji, queen emoji, landing emoji, but smiley face emoji, elevator up emoji, New Zealand soon. And I think what you're saying is you do love sunny Queensland. But you're happy to be going to New Zealand soon. 
So, Braden, thanks for that communicating so an emojis. Cryptic. I love it. This is I, like hieroglyphics. I of, I don't know how I feel. Modern Just era. Write me a word. <laughs> Just write some words nope. on the page. I love the emojis. Keep sending them in. Help us out. Talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.